0: It's going up forever,
1: Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. we your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, code Breaking News, Culture and Matic Warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Joe Rogan, the most popular broadcaster in the world, has not had a predominant Bitcoiner on his show in quite a while. I know someone in the comments said, what are you talking about? He's had Andreas Antonopoulos on the show like multiple times. That was years ago. Uh... In this cycle, you know, Michael Saylor was making a big splash. Uh, It it was a huge deal what he did, not only Michael Saylor, but also Naeem Bukele. And they did make the rounds on some of the legacy corporate media, right? We had all, and Max Kaiser also, we all had them on either Tucker Carlson Tonight before it got, you know, uh, de-aired and on Tucker Carlson Today. Uh, And it was very, it was a kind of a big deal. It's like a historic moment. uh, The move by Naim Bukele making Bitcoin legal tender of a country, right? You know, a non-state currency um, that's not controlled by anyone. The monetary policy is set in stone. It's kind of like a historical moment, you would think. And then um, on the public company front, right, Michael Saylor saying, listen, uh, Bitcoin is a viable alternative to fiat currencies. You would think that the most popular broadcaster in the world would ask, uh, have those guys on, uh, I'm sure Michael Saylor, he, he did the, the podcasting circuit. Right. Um, so I, I would, I would believe that they would love to go on the Joe Rogan experience if they were offered. So it's actually something that I tweeted, um, a couple, it was definitely a couple months ago. Uh, I tweeted about, I was like, this is so strange. Like, why hasn't Joe Rogan brought on these guys? Um, and that tweet performed pretty well, so that tells me that it's on the mind of of the community as well. And Jimmy Song actually addressed it today, or addressed it yesterday. Better said, and he tweeted out this pretty long tweet, and it covered why he believes uh, Joe Rogan hasn't had uh, M- Michael Saylor on his show or, or Naim Bukele. It's just very interesting. And remember, like, a lot of people are like, dude, I don't watch Joe Rogan. That's fine. You don't watch Joe Rogan. But the Joe Rogan Experience, that podcast has 11 million average listens and views per episode. And right now, what I believe is happening in Bitcoin media and the Bitcoin space is we are in this Bitcoin echo chamber. Right. And we're when we're making content and we're making these videos, we're talking to other Bitcoiners. Right. But if we really want this thing to go mainstream, right, um, we have to break that echo chamber. And the way that you break that echo chamber is by going on mainstream broadcaster shows and their, and content creators, like the fact that Tim Pool has mentioned Bitcoin by name multiple times in reference to the banking system failing. That's a big effing deal, right? So, you know, that is, that's how you really move this. Like, that's how... It really gets out of the echo chamber and that's where we are right now. So, yeah, um, we're going to talk about that today. It's going to be a good show. Also, we have a awesome Bitcoiner, uh, you know, well-known Bitcoiner from the Bitcoin community. We have TC of Time Chain Calendar today on the show. So welcome, brother. Happy, Happy to have you join us.
2: Yo, stoked to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us once uh, once again. And of course, my legendary co-host. He's smiling today, so he's definitely optimistic. How are you doing, Opti?
3: I'm doing wonderful. I was actually kind of laughing at uh, TC clearing his throat live on the show. Let's go. I was just
2: drinking
0: my coffee, man.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a great show. I'm excited for today. It is Thursday after all. And uh, we we almost made it through another week Nico. So we're, we're we're just grinding it out and you know uh I might be a little cynical on today's show in regard to the Joe Roganese, but I'll save that until we get there Nico. I'll I'll save my takes until we get there. But uh yeah man, let's get into the show. All right guys, no more
1: delay. Let's jump straight into the numbers. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. All right, guys, for the numbers segment, we're going to do a little bit of a curveball. In honor of our guests, we're going to use a different numbers dashboard. We're going to use the time chain calendar. So the block height is 802,530. Uh, the last block was found 10 minutes ago. The current Bitcoin hash rate is 3,000. 300- you need
3: to refresh the time chain calendar, apparently i do i just i just pulled it up what are you talking about
2: yes here comes the new version
3: there we oh, go
1: oh, there it is Oh, dropping the new version live on the show <laughs> look at that holy cow i uh, like i want to put this on a watch or something all right uh, That's when, me, when apple watch app um anyways block height 800 2530 last block was fine found find found <laughs> found nine minutes ago um The where's the the hash rate over the last seven days is 372 exahashes. Uh, That also continues to go up. The current supply of Bitcoin is 19.45 million. The current block subsidy, which is going to be cut in half, uh, roughly April of next year, is currently at 6.25. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, TC, why don't you honor us with uh, some some other stats on here that you find interesting?
2: Yeah, I mean, looking at uh, the chain right now, I, I am looking at a lot the uh, the new metric that's on this uh, this app, which is the ring of the last 24 hours of blocks. And you see that little metric right above the block height. We're at 131 blocks in the last 24 hours. And this oscillates a lot. It goes up, it goes down. Um, I, I really am sort of staring at that thing constantly. We did just have a difficulty adjustment yesterday. And we had another small in uh increase in difficulty it's just kind of astounding despite the fact that the difficulty keeps cranking up somebody keeps pouring on more hash rate and uh the the miners are are producing blocks uh keeping pace and exceeding the the difficulty so i i just watch for for basically um what that looks like throughout the course of the difficulty period which is that red ring that indicator takes you know roughly 2 weeks to get all the way around 2016 blocks so that's kind of what i'm staring at constantly is uh, are the blocks getting produced fast are they slow um and uh you know that's uh that's also uh leads you to to look at the fees just below the the block height there and um recently we've had a little bump back up we got down to single digits and we were in single digits for a while but uh you know, there's a lot of demand for block space. So uh, you better better bid accordingly if you need an urgent transaction through. That's what I got to say.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, guys, before we get to what we're going to talk about today, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Guys, don't put yourself in that position where you have to explain to your grandchildren that you lost your generational wealth because you put your back up. your Bitcoin wallet backup seed words on paper, put them on Titanium, scan the QR code on your screen right now. It will take you to the Titanium seed phrase storage kit. You could use promo code simply to get 15% off anything on their store. Anyways, everybody, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, But first, I, I, I want to kind of bring this to your guys' attention, right? So shout out to our friends over at Bitcoin Mag. They posted a clip from the infamous or infamous, no, famous, I would say. It's definitely not, it's not, it's not infamous. People love the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, but, uh, it, it, Joe has been like, if anyone's been watching lately, like he, you, the, I, I, I say the correct term would be based. Uh, Joe's definitely not in, not, not in the know, uh, when it comes to, uh, CBDCs. Right. And forget about all the other, you know, political hot button issues these days. We're a Bitcoin show after all. Uh, But in terms of CBDCs, he knows what's going on Uh, in terms of governments printing a ridiculous amount of money. He knows what's going on. So you can't say he's not informed. And if he's not informed. Right. what, What is the best antidote to CBDCs? Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the solution to CBDCs. It's not stable coins. Uh, which have a tremendous amount of popularity in developing countries. People are adopting stable coins um, as they, you know, seek refuge to inflation. Um, and uh, the reason that they pro- to provide a false refuge is because they're inherently centralized. And because they're inherently centralized, they will be targeted and they will be co-opted by governments. And I think governments want to launch their own version of a CBDC uh, sorry their own version of 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 stable coins i apologize i've been talking about stable coin adoption in developing countries but governments want to will launch their own uh, version of their own stable coin which i think would be cbdcs and this kind of correlates to uh, the wording from the treasury which released a paper which i've referenced many many times uh, on this week's uh, on these on this week's shows the uh, name of the paper is The Future of Money and Payments. It was released late last year. And in The Future of Money and Payments, they mentioned that in the eyes of the current administration, Future of Money and Payments would be uh, CBDCs, stable, coin, uh, stable coins, and uh, payment platforms, right? Bitcoin was not mentioned there. And I believe that they mentioned those two, stable coins and payment platforms, because they can co-op both of them. They can co-op stable coins. I think they're going to go after. They're going to start going after them. And they can co-opt payment platforms. Payment platforms are just intermediaries, right? That's really what they are. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just interesting. Because if you know what the problem is, but you're not talking about the solution, it's almost as if you're avoiding it. Um, anyways, let's, just, let's check out this clip, and then uh, we'll pull up the tweet by Jimmy Song.
0: So how do you feel about the government's um, digital currency that they're working no on? No fucking way. No way. That's what I think. I think that's checkmate. That's game over. That is fucking checkmate. Because if they apply that to a social credit score, if they decide somehow or another that you need some social credit score system and it's for the benefit of society, and they outline that they can, you know, track your behavior and your tweets and all your things, and you get a a score you already scores- doing that. They they just haven't released the fucking report cards. Well, they, they don't haven't have the kind haven't of freedom that the they re- like. They didn't send the report cards home to the parents yet. Right. It's already. It's everything is already imprinted. Everything is already tracked. Everything is already there. But we they just can't, haven't given a. They just can't control to you it. to the same extent that they would like. And what they would like to do is to to, to be able to strip you of your money. And to be able to lock you down and then make sure that you comply so that all the other people also comply because they don't want to be stripped of their money. They don't want everything they work for just be taken away right. instantly overnight and be powerless. No one to call. No one's going to answer your phone. They just decided you fucked up and the rules are the rules. And so then where does that money go? Who takes your money? Who takes? And that that's what thing, when people start profiting off of confiscating people's digital currency, it's going to be a real fucking problem. Well people well it's not all fucking currency is digital. Yeah, but the idea of them controlling all of the money. And it's all unilateral. Yeah. It's all the same fucking right. it's thing. It's all the same fucking thing. That's that's a problem and here's the here's an here's the problem I think is that people are going to do it due to convenience of it.
1: Yeah. So guys, we are talking about some issues that are very very important but also some issues that you would say that the powers or be aren't very happy uh, that people, you know, have this view on CBDC. So make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like x.com, also known as twitter.com, and make sure to subscribe to us on Rumble. And uh, for whatever reason, you can't find us on YouTube anymore. You can always find us on those platforms. So. Check us out on Rumble and check us out on Twitter. We live stream every single day to those platforms. Um, so, Joe Rogan's based. Okay. Joe Rogan is awake. Okay. Uh, he definitely knows what it, the CBDCs and how that could be tied with a social credit system and how that could lead to soft power because he, met, he mentioned something that we talked about. Like, the interesting thing about CBDCs is that they don't inherently force behavior, like, they don't directly coerce you. But they incentivize you to behave a certain way, because if you don't behave a certain way, less points on your social credit system, then they start taking away things like you can't travel, you can't board on flights. That's already what they're doing in China. Now, does that mean that they're going to be able to do the same thing in the US? I don't think so. Um, but I mean, look, like at the same time. You know, like without getting into too many details, why don't you think about the last two or three years? Um, I think a lot of things have happened, a lot of events that have happened that you would think would have never happened in the West. Um, You know, the, the, the one that comes to mind that has affected the Bitcoin community the most was the Canadian truckers protest, right? Um, So imagine if governments had uh, direct control over money without having to go to the bank and say, hey, banks, freeze this like it was a bureaucrat that was able to uh, flick that switch like that would be pretty scary world. So it it makes you ask questions like why is Joe Rogan avoiding talking about Bitcoin? Right. You bring up CBDCs, you bring up social credit system. There's a solution to it. We've been talking about the solution. And this reminds me of Beauty On and how Beauty On uh, uh, refer, uh, was referencing or talking about Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage was the politician that was responsible for Brit Exit. He pushed that really hard and he has unpopular opinions and he got debanked in the UK. Right. You know, he's a, you know, he's a politician. He still got debanked. And Beautyon was like, look, like you're screaming fire. The fire hose is right next to you. And that fire hose is Bitcoin, but you're choosing not to use it. Right. So we have the tool. The thing is, the tool is it's 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 opting out of the system entirely. Um, So anyways, uh, Jimmy Song says why Joe Rogan avoids Bitcoin discussions. Joe Rogan has sidestepped Bitcoin discussions for the past seven years despite previously hosting Andreas Antonopoulos multiple times, what's stopping him from inviting more Bitcoin enthusiasts? At the heart of it, Rogan simply may not be interested. Delving into Bitcoin discussions means wading into the relentless debates between Bitcoin and altcoin supporters. Every podcaster who touches on Bitcoin faces the pressure of giving equal equal time to altcoin enthusiasts. The tug of war is daunting, and Rogan likely prefers to sidestep it. Consider the case of Lex Friedman, who has faced criticism from both sides for trying to strike a balance. It's why Rogan doesn't have anyone on to discuss abortion, for example. It's a controversial topic, and anyone you have on will destroy your standing with the segment that disagrees with you. Yet Rogan is an outspoken critic of fiat money, frequently discussing its flaws and potential for corruption. He acknowledges the problems with central bank digital currencies and even mentions Bitcoin in these contexts. His audience likely wants him to have guests on about this topic. And this is why he had Andreas on before 2017. But the Bitcoin narrative became more complex around 2017 with the rise of venture capitalists and altcoin advocacy. The so-called Scambrian explosion, Rogan's ignoring of Bitcoin is the result of this shift. He has a knack for sensing underlying issues, which has undoubtedly contributed to his podcasting success. Yet Rogan's understanding of Bitcoin remains superficial. Until he fully grasps how it fixes the problem he sees, it's unlikely he'll feature a dedicated Bitcoin guest. While figures like Jack Dorsey and Adam Curry have tried to steer the conversation towards Bitcoin, Rogan refused to take the bait. It'll take a larger level of inflation or economic destruction for him to delve into this topic. The controversy will remain on Bitcoin versus altcoins, and that's not something he'll be able to avoid. He needs more conviction before he'll be able to talk about it on his show. And that's not something he has yet. So instead of trying to bully him into having a guest on, just point out the obvious fiat money is the cause of a lot of the societal degradation, whether he gets it sooner or later will be up to him. And that was a very, very like wholesome, very complete view and very complete take on, you know, why, why Joe Rogan hasn't brought it up. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess dealing, being in the trenches every day just kind of, you know, makes your patience wane a little bit. And yeah, I, 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 am I'm, I'm on beauty tip, to be honest, personally, like you can complain and you can talk about CBDCs and you could talk about how crazy it is that these banks are freezing people's accounts and how crazy it is fiat money and how it enables wars and whatever. But I don't know, personally, and Opti and I have taken this approach on simply Bitcoin when it comes to politics or when it comes to just economic issues and whatnot. Like if you don't address the root cause of a lot of these things, you're not going to solve the problem. Like what you're doing is you're addressing the symptoms, but you're not actually healing the disease and the the disease is, is fiat money. It's, it's, it's a wealth redistribution mechanism. Every time they print money, the low, the it's, it, it takes from the lower and middle classes that don't have the means to save in assets and it redistributes it back to the government and back to the very, very wealthy. Um, most people don't have savings. Most people's savings are in cash in fiat money of which gets debased every single year. Um, and again, like this problem is more predominant in the developing world that doesn't have, you know, those governments don't have the privilege of of being w- w- uh, world reserve currency and having the ability to just continue to print money out of thin air. um And you know, that's what's happening in Argentina with 100 percent inflation. Like that's what's happening in Turkey. That's what's happening in Nigeria. That's what's happening in Venezuela. Not to mention all the other countless countries I haven't mentioned. Um, so. Like, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) he could use his plot. And again, he's built it and, you know, he's totally, he do whatever he wants, but he can use that platform to really present a solution to inflation. Um, and his reach is so, so far and wide. Um, and he's, he's, he's talking about CBDCs, right? He's talking about these issues. He's talking about fiat, Right. So yeah, but I agree with Jimmy. Maybe he just doesn't want, you know, the pressure from the the altcoiners and maybe he does not want pressure perhaps maybe from governments also. I don't know. Um, but it's just a it's very interesting. Um Opti,
2: what what what's
1: Wait, uh let's get TC's take. Let's get TC's right. take and then I'll jump in. So TC, what's your take on all this,
2: brother? Yeah, I mean I think Jimmy has really good points. Um it's tough I mean we we constantly talk about how this whole situation is like a boiling frog thing we, we've all been kind of slow walked into the present moment that we're in um people have become completely complacent about putting all their information and 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 all their personal details on these huge centralized tech platforms and and with the money we we've walked our way into this you know, predominantly digital thing. There's a really strong push in the last few years to get rid of cash, and we're seeing that just really, you know, manifest. Uh, but people, uh, you know, evolved from oh yeah, just you know, swipe a card, oh tap the card. Okay, now uh, wave your hand over the thing. You've seen the videos of like how stoked people are. Oh, this is amazing! I could just wave my hand over the thing, and it biometrically knows who I am and takes the money from my account. People are 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 just walking right into this. The frog is being boiled at the perfect rate of increasing temperature. And I don't think Joe Rogan's immune to that. I think he's got his eye on the right thing, but he's still immersed in that Fiat culture enough to where he's only got one foot out the door and, and it is going to take time for him to actually get that other foot fully out the door. And it might take him actually experiencing some financial censorship himself. That's actually something I've been curious about as I watched him, you know, really dive hard into all the the stuff about the the health situation and pandemics and all these all these topics that that he really dove into deeply in the last couple of years. I, I was kind of anticipating maybe he's going to experience some pushback on a deeper level. You know, he is on his uh Spotify platform now. So he's a little bit more immune to that. But maybe it takes him actually experiencing some Real financial censorship in a in a way that hurts him before he can actually take that last foot out of the fiat puddle and like step through the door.
1: Yeah, yeah. Opti, uh, what's your take on this, brother? Yeah,
3: so I, I like all your guys' takes. Um, and and again, uh, as I said in the beginning, I might be a little more cynical on this and and splitting hairs and and going down the middle of everyone from Jimmy to TC to Unico. And I was also kind of the upset bitcoiner of like, why doesn't Joe have the responsibility or better yet, you know, try to orange pill his audience. He has a responsibility to give his audience the solutions. And of course, we always harp on the idea of breaking the echo chamber and that's all cool and all. And I, I totally agree with that. And, and this is what we try to do constantly on, on our show is try to break into the YouTube circles. I know people can say all they want about YouTube. But we try to uh, do that for ourselves and, and we never push our behaviors on other people. Anyways, I say all that to basically say, uh, I'm kind of with Joe on this one. Like Bitcoiners are insufferable. I've never
1: heard that. With Joe, what is that?
3: Like I, I'm kind of, I kind of agree with him. Like look, mm. his, his Bitcoiners are insufferable, man. And and we're not good at marketing. And everything we talk about is always Going back to like Bitcoin solves this and we, we don't have much tact in, in this conversation. We never really listen to anyone else. And we're always just like beating people over the head with Bitcoin. Yes, I know we're right. Yes, I know this is what our show is about but uh that's like not joe's job like he just kind of guides the conversation he lets the other person talk and he just listens and, and tries to guide the conversation of course just you know try to expand his own mind and and offer good conversations and i think it's kind of i don't know if the hypocrite's the right word but like who are we to expect joe to bring on people that we like obviously we're a small minority of his audience uh but like this is why we make bitcoin content like this is why i think as a content creator and other people that make content out there, it's like we got to do a better job of being more entertaining and more compelling and, and trying to compete for these eyes and, and entertaining the people out there so they can also see that, excuse me, that Bitcoin is the way. So like personally, and and I know there's stories of this, like Joe's a Bitcoiner. I know he holds a little Bitcoin. I know a lot of the stuff he's into overlaps like the Bitcoin culture, Bitcoin behavior Uh, But it's really not like the nature of his show. And yeah, I know he had Andres Antonopoulos on in the past, Jack Dorsey, Adam Curry's been on uh, for a while. But um, And I really like Jimmy's take. I think it's a great take. Um, But it really leans into a thread that we talk about here all the time. And it's kind of the, the saying that everyone knows what the problems are, but few people are really talking about the solutions. And yes, I do feel like there's an obligation for Joe to get there. But, you know, as people are saying in the chat, and I, I don't necessarily believe this, but they're like, maybe maybe he got the tap on his shoulder that he can't talk about Bitcoin. I don't know. Let the conspiracy theories fly. But I do think moving forward, as we've seen from other corporate press sites, um, the nature of the conversation surrounding Bitcoin is starting to become more favorable ever since his BlackRock ETF. Now, when it does get release, when the ETF does get approved, will that change Joe's tone? Will he start to actually embrace Bitcoin? Who knows? This is something we'll keep an eye on. But we all know what Joe's saying. And even Post Malone, like, shouts out to Post Malone. He gets it as well. Uh, CBDCs are all about control. It's, it's central bank digital control, and it's horrifying. And this is why we say it's Bitcoin or slavery. And it's very interesting to at least hear them talk about this to their audience. Maybe it's kind of like a slow roll, move the Overton window, just plant these seeds, plant these ideas, make people become concerned. You got to find reasons to make people care. And, you know, just beating people over the head with like Bitcoin fixes this constantly. It's like I said in the beginning, it's kind of insufferable, guys. Like, Get better at reading your audience. Get better at winning the hearts and minds of the masses out there and give people reasons to want to become a bitcoin and obviously as price goes up that will solve most of the problems but i mean it's very obvious what the problem is cbdcs will incentivize you to be a good sheep and uh we know this you know they even say in their own their own writings like you will own nothing and be happy i think anyone that's awake understands where this is headed and it just it is very interesting that people are aware of this and still take the abuse. Like, you don't need to take this abuse. You might want some Bitcoin just in case the world gets more authoritarian. So, you know, at the very end of the day, like, I don't really watch Joe Rogan. I respect Joe Rogan as a podcaster, as a content creator. And obviously, I would like to see more Bitcoiners come on the show because I think he does have a duty to his audience to to help them. But maybe this is just us projecting what we think, Nico. You know, like we definitely feel we have a duty to help the new coiners, pre-coiners, shit coiners, and and the recently orange-pilled Bitcoiners to understand what's going on, to protect themselves, and to make sure that their lives get better. So maybe we're just projecting what we're trying to do onto him, but like, I I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he is a Bitcoiner, but maybe he is scared to touch on it. Like maybe he's seen the backlash. I don't know. You know what? What do I know? I, again, who am I to Judge Joe and his incentives and and just like what he's trying to do. I, I really I don't know what, what he's trying to do, but this is why we keep trying to compete on YouTube for the eyes and the clicks and, and hopefully create a product that can break that echo chamber and bring more people in here and they can have fun and realize that it's Bitcoin or slavery and you need some Bitcoin. Absolutely. Hey,
2: hey both you guys real quick, who do you think he should have on? If
1: you have one person, uh, uh, who should he have on his honestly, show? Honestly, honestly, like cuz it like it kills two birds with one stone, the drama, right? And then also kind of exposing Bitcoin and fiat. Chris uh Christine Lagarde and Opti. I think that would be a great uh That'd be a great uh kind of combo. And then they can kind of hash it out. But, you know, it's it's party of orange versus party of green. I think that'd be that'd You be know, great.
3: personally, I would like Der Gigi on there just because he'd come in with, like, a green suit and he would blow Joe's yes. mind. I can just see Joe, like, whoa, like, holy shit. Like, Der Gigi, oh, you're blowing my mind. But obviously, it's it's about... uh. Getting Joe involved and and like being what we say, you know, winning the hearts and minds and, and getting him emotionally involved. And, and then like TC said, maybe it's going to take some kind of deep platforming, something that hits home uh, that will make him finally change his tune. Maybe, you know, what do I know? But, hey, we know what we do. We try to do our best to orange pill you guys. So that's our mission.
1: Anyways, guys, uh, you want to go to the biggest Bitcoin conference on the face of the earth? It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee this year. Bitcoin 2024, July 25th through the 27th. You don't want to miss it. You got to get your tickets quickly before the prices go up. For a GA, it's $349. For an industry pass, it's $849. If you're trying to get a job in the industry, I definitely recommend this one. And for a whale pass, it's $4,749. Opti and I are going to be there. You definitely don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin conference on the face of the Earth Bitcoin 2024. You can use the promo code simply to get yourself a major discount. All right guys, no more delay. Let's get to today's news. The daily news. All right, guys, I want to tell you about the Orange Pill app. They are building the social layer for Bitcoin. The Bitcoin circular economy is coming, and this is where it starts. Within real life connections, find other Bitcoiners who live close to you. Find plebs while you're traveling or find nearby Bitcoin events. Plus, Orange Pill app recently enabled zaps. You can zap your friends or zap events to help with the cost to organize your next Bitcoin meetup scan the QR code below when you'll sign up you'll get 10,000 sats stack friends who stack sats download the orange pill app today they're one of our favorite sponsors anyways everybody let's uh let's move on to um kind of uh you guys were if you guys were around in 2017 you guys remember this right the whole tether fud and the whole tether drama um which is really interesting because Fast forward, you know, like Coinbase launched like their own version of a stablecoin, like the, the USDC, and then the, apparently the USDC was in trouble, like when all these exchanges started going down. And it was like Tether, the one that just kind of like, you know, did its own thing and survived. Um, well, uh, kind of an update. So the Tether and Bitfinex win comprehensive legal victory as U.S. District Court dismisses class action lawsuit. So... This was kind of like a big deal. They sued Tether um, and, you know, Bitfinex is is like the exchange like that was connected to Tether um, because, uh, you know, they said that Tether wasn't one-to-one backed and Tether wasn't audited and Tether was all these things. Well, apparently they dismissed that lawsuit. And I know a lot of you guys are thinking this is a Bitcoin show. Well, Tether plays a pretty big uh, role in the Bitcoin ecosystem Because it's the it's I told you guys like uh, stable coins are very popular in developing countries. And when you're going to exchange, a lot of people don't have U.S. dollar accounts. Right. So if you're overseas and you want to trade Bitcoin versus dollars, most of the time you're really trading Bitcoin versus Tether. Right. Um, And it's just it, it. I think a lot of people don't really uh understand how much tether plays a role in this um now obviously we i would love to get to a world where um people are just holding bitcoin and people see the values of bitcoin but the reason i cover this is because if tether does go down um and i think i think that's like one of the next steps by the us government um you know it it's like the vast majority of the trading volume is tether versus like Bitcoin or Tether versus something else. Um, So it'd be interesting. Of course, I think that's going to change now that BlackRock's going in and, you know, these more institutions are going in. I think it's going to be US dollars paired with Bitcoin. Um, I think that this would have been a bigger deal back in 2017, 2018, 2019. Anyways, so um, here's the update. Today, Chief Judge Laura Taylor Swain of the... uh, Swain of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York issued a comprehensive and incisive six-page decision that included an order dismissing the meritless class action lawsuit filed by Matthew Anderson and Sean uh, Dofka against Tether and Bitfinex Company in its entirety. The court correctly held that the plaintiff's uh, complaint lacked any, quote, plausible allegations of injury because it includes no facts showing that USDT has a uh, diminished actual value at all. The entirety of the class action complaint being dismissed at this very early stage of the proceedings punctuate the fact that the Playtim's claims were void of any legal merit. Be assured, we at Tether and Bitfinex remain laser-focused on continuing to deliver on our promises and ensure our customers and our community are protected. Now, again, don't trust Verify. (laughs) Take self-custody. Don't trust You know, don't I I, I stick by this, like don't trust stable coins like they're inherently centralized. You're trusting someone else. Um, Anyways, so you guys remember the like the the big hack, right? Uh, Massive exchange got hacked. They lost a ton of money. Um, And it's actually also related to Bitfinex. Uh, Well, and then remember, like the pictures went around of these people like they were like, you know, traveling like first class on planes. And it just like seemed like two like normal individuals. It didn't seem like hackers at all. So they pled guilty to their uh, to the charges after they got caught. So a husband and wife whose eccentricities and, and alleged cl- crimes earned them the nickname Bitcoin Bonnie and Clyde pleaded guilty to orchestrating a 4.5 billion dollar money laundering scheme linked to the 2016 hack of crypto exchange Bitfinex. The couple, Russian-born tech entrepreneur Lyra Lichtenstein and heather morgan an aspiring rapper who goes by the alias razzlecon were arrested in 2022 in what the justice department called its quote largest financial seizure ever on thursday as part of a cooperation deal with prosecutors lichtenstein and morgan both pleaded guilty to charges of money laundering conspiracy the presiding judge colleen Kalar Kotley accepted their pleas until Thursday's hearing in Washington, D.C. federal court, neither Morgan nor Lichtenstein had been directly implicated in the hacking of Hong Kong based crypto exchange Bitfinex. But the Justice Department now says Lichtenstein, quote, used a number of advanced hacking tools and techniques to gain access to Bit- uh, Bitfinex network and was able to fraudulently authorize more than 2000 transactions in which in which nearly one hundred and twenty thousand Bitcoin were transferred to a wallet in Lichtenstein's control. Lichtenstein then took steps to cover his tracks and enlisted his wife's help in laundering the funds, prosecutors said. Since their arrest, the details of their lives have become something of a New York media sensation. The couple were known to walk their Bengal cat, Clarissa, on a leash in Manhattan. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, uh, I just... it's, uh, It's just funny. I mean just funny i don't know i don't know what to say about all that uh i got a question though like unrelated to that uh because i don't even know what to say to that like what could you say to that i think i think that article like speaks for itself um is bitfinex going to get the money back because is bit is, is, is like the u.s government going to give bitfinex those hundred twenty thousand bitcoin i would I, guess no i don't know right Like, so Bitfinex left the country. They're not like, they specifically say we don't accept US citizens. And Bitfinex is behind the whole tether thing, which I want to cover, which is why I wanted to cover it today. So, is the US government going to give uh, Bitfinex those 120,000? I haven't, I I tried to like look it up and I haven't seen any news relating to that. I would assume so. Uh, Right? TC, you say no?
2: No way. Why? Well, I mean, no
1: way. I mean, it belongs to Bitfinex.
2: Well, I mean that. Okay, the Bitcoin's not going to get given back. I don't think
1: the cash equivalent. Are you saying? Uh,
2: I I don't I don't know enough about how those kind of cases unwind, but the whole thing's uh, pretty hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely. I mean, Opti, would you buy a Bengal cat?
3: I oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my actually story to my aunt had like a um it was like a house cat and a Bengal cat and it was like the coolest cat ever his name was rusty it wasn't like a real like a you know huge wild Bengal cat but anyway it's a totally different story uh first and foremost of course tether truthers in disbelief personally i'm not a fan of stable coins but i'm not naive and i guess people do seem to have found a use case for stable coins in the global South and people want to trade dollars and all that stuff. And tether in general is, uh, you know, they, they, they got the tentacles and a lot of stuff, but I think the idea of stable coins is just kind of one of these transition phases. Um, and again, I'm not in Bitcoin for synthetic dollars, but Hey, I see why some people would like to have a quote-unquote stable coin, as the meme goes. Though they're only stable until they're not. Like the peg is only holding until it doesn't, and we've seen this happen over and over and over again. But hey, I guess it's good that they actually have, uh, you know, a lot of assets backing on this. But again. Maybe I'm an idealist and to me, you know, Bitcoin is my stable coin. Sats are my stable coin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. It's only the purchasing price that fluctuates. Like to me, a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. And of course, over time, my purchasing power will increase and maybe in the short term it goes down. But hey, Bitcoin is stable in my opinion. Um, And, you know, to all the Tether truthers out there, like Bitcoin isn't backed by Tether. So like this would probably hurt the industry in general just because it looked bad like i say it all the time it wouldn't, it would it, it, wouldn't. Now, it, like, it affect the price probably like people would get scared it, it would it's what i'm the, saying
1: it would affect the price and then it would also affect like people's ability to oversee specifically yeah I mean, but um, that's what Bin- that's what
3: Bitcoin's for, you know? But like, hey, I I understand there's some intricacies and some nuance here. Of course, we are a Bitcoin maxi show, and we're like, dude, just use Bitcoin. It's so easy. Like, what why why all the different hoops? But um, you know, Honey Badger don't care. TikTok, next block, all the memes. Uh, but on a side note, do you guys remember the RazzleCon rap videos? Those things were hilarious. Like it's nostalgic for simpler times in 2017 or 2018 or whatever. Like, that was I I guess it's kind of back to the meme. Like when you're when the shoeshine boy is talking about Bitcoin, uh, you know, you know, we might be at the top of the market. So next time when you get ridiculous rap videos, we might be at the top of the market and it might be getting a little uh, bubbly. But I mean, hey, this is uh, this is just us covering the news and it coming out. And I mean, her name is Razzlecon. Like, I know she spelled it differently, but like. They almost like finked on themselves, right? Like
2: <laughs> yeah, like maybe don't make music videos if you steal <laughs> 120,000 bitcoin. <laughs> like
3: and your name Khan, like it's in the name, guys. Like come on. Yeah, dude, I, I, the whole thing. I don't
1: even know. I, I haven't even said anything cuz it just like the article is just so ridiculous. Um but yeah, I mean uh also, you know, not even fighting it. It it not sound like they they I think I guess they made a plea ag- agreement, which is why they pleaded guilty.
3: To get well, is this them, the for the conspiracy theorists in the chat? Is this them taking the fall for some bigger people? No, I don't know. I am just, I'm just talking I, I, Listen, all I
1: want to know is if Bitfinex <laughs> is going to get that hundred twenty thousand Bitcoin back from. That'd the be interesting, right? That's what I want to know. Okay. Highly doubt it. If you guys find out, please tag us on Twitter, um, because I'm very curious. Because I think that is a lot of signal. Um, anyways, anyways, everybody. Let's move on. We, we got a lot to cover on the culture. Some, some time chain
0: stats. The Daily
1: Culture. all right everybody I also want to tell you about the largest bitcoin conference on no, the largest bitcoin conference on the west coast the pacific bitcoin festival that's right it's not a conference it's a festival it's october 5th through the 6th in los angeles california you definitely don't want to miss it current speakers include jimmy song lynn alden Craig, greg foss alex gladsteed Corey Clipston and Preston Pish. Many, many more to be announced. You definitely don't want to miss the this Bitcoin celebration, the Pacific Bitcoin Festival in Los Angeles, California. Use promo code SIMPLY to get a 21% discount on your tickets. Anyways, Opti, we're talking about time chain.
3: Time yeah, chain. yeah. So TC, uh, I forget when the last time you came on here. It was probably like six months ago plus maybe. So let's just start from the beginning. What is Time Chain Calendar, and why did you create it in the first place? Um, time Chain Calendar
2: is my own personal perspective and way of visualizing the Bitcoin time chain. Um, you know, we've got some really incredible tools and resources out there. Everyone's familiar with like MemPool Space. You might have seen some really cool other visualizers like bitfeed.live is one of my favorites. Um, But there's obviously a lot going on in Bitcoin. And we talk about these different aspects of how Bitcoin works and what the protocol is. And it gets very technical very quickly. And a lot of people take a lot of time to actually start wrapping their head around it. My personal perspective, especially as a software engineer doing, um, you know, front end web, I, I, really, appreciate the tools out there that help visualize these things and make them easier to understand. So, you know, a little less than a year ago, I created Time Chain Calendar as my vision of how to kind of visualize all of this information in a way that hopefully allows people to kind of see it and start understanding it better. So, you know, what you're looking at on the screen right here um, in the main interface on the left, you've got the big number in the middle. That's the current block height. And um, around it, you have some circles. The the orange circle is tracking the blocks to the having, and you can see that indicator is like at about a ten o'clock position, and when it gets to the top to the twelve o'clock position, that's the having. Um, so that is giving you a very clear visualization of, you know how close we are to getting to the having and we're going to be watching that closely over the next, uh, you know, eight, nine months or so. And then, um, the red circle is tracking the blocks to the difficulty adjustment, which is something people, you know, may or may not understand. But to me, the having and the difficulty adjustment are two of the most important aspects of Bitcoin. The, the difficulty adjustment is a, is a roughly two week cycle. It takes 2016 blocks to get around. And that's what controls the pace of the issuance of Bitcoin blocks. So we, we talk about Bitcoin blocks happening every 10 minutes. Well, really, if you got more people mining, more hash power getting thrown at the network, the blocks come in faster. So if you don't have an adjustment to kind of slow down this aggressive competition for blocks, uh, the blocks will happen faster and faster. And all 21 million probably would have been issued already years ago. So the difficulty adjustment is a really important thing, and it happens on this roughly two week cycle. You can see we just had a difficulty adjustment about a day and a half ago. And um, so that's the, the orange ring and the red ring. And then you have this little ring of these little tiny squares that are kind of irregularly placed on the circle on the inside of that. That's the last 24 hours of blocks. This is a visualization of something people may never have seen. We talk about 10 minute blocks, but they're not 10 minute blocks. They're, they're, they happen exactly when they happen. It could be one second. It could take two hours. And you can see the irregular distribution of the blocks around that circle. There's gaps and clumps. And this is the reality of how Bitcoin blocks get produced. So I'm trying to visualize that for you. And um, as you're, I can see you're exploring with your mouse, you can, you can actually click on these blocks and jump to the individual blocks and see the, the, the specifics about them but you know more importantly like as a whole oh we just hit a block uh let's see hit the little flashing double arrow on that button on the right hit that there we go we just hit a block um so basically this is a visualizer that's trying to show you what's happening in real time on on bitcoin's network and um there's a lot of extra data on the right hand side there's a little row of data there um if you're on a bigger screen that'll show up inside the circle uh, but you've got block production data in the top row and then you've got mempool data which shows you what's happening in the mempool what kind of fees do i need to compete um and then i got some extra data there you see that thing that says next having with the purple um uh little emoji and it says wizard do you see that uh, no i'm okay, on, I'm the, on the right one. hand oh, side oh, of your right, screen. Here, right here yeah, click on wizard okay oh we just hit another block there that we go cool. um but go ahead when when it comes back click on wizard um, so this is a little link that jumps you to a, a quick little estimation of when the having's going to occur. So you can see it has block 840,000 there. And uh, you can see how many blocks to go and what date it's estimated on. Well, that's based on a 10-minute average block time. But to go ahead and like slide that slider. And you're going to see that if you have a different block time... You're gonna have a different date estimate, and so you can kind of play around with this and say, well, what date would I love the Bitcoin having to occur on, and what block time average would we need for that to happen? So this is a cool little estimation tool that's built in. Um, You can close that, and then uh, the last thing I'll point out, and then I'll I'll, I'll shut up for a second, is uh, you know you can find blocks in a variety of ways. We we have over 802,000 blocks here in the time chain. Um, You know, grab that little the slider that's at the bottom of the main interface. And you can just scroll right back through the chain and jump to any point in Bitcoin's history and find a block that way. You can also um, search directly for a block or or search for a date. Um, So yeah, this is my, this is a tool I created to just help people interact with the, uh, the time chain, keep an eye on um, what's happening on chain and what the protocol is doing and hopefully learn a little bit more about how Bitcoin works.
3: Dude, love it. I love these new updates on here. These are all awesome. What's um what's your favorite number on here? What's the number you watch the most on the time chain calendar?
2: Uh so I mentioned it at the beginning in the numbers section is um, you know, the new feature is this 24 hours of blocks. And there's a the the visual of those blocks is really kind of mesmerizing, I I'm, I find myself just looking at it constantly and kind of sitting back and going, wow, what happened there? It was like over an hour where there was this huge gap and no blocks and kind of just starting to develop a, a more of a kind of focus on, on that aspect of Bitcoin. And to go along with it, there's that metric. It's in the middle of those three things that are on the top on the right side, in your view, um, all the way on the right, you see it says last 24 hours. And it says 138 of 144 that's a new metric that's on here and um i i i'm really appreciating watching that change over time Uh, 144 is what you would have in a 24-hour period if the blocks were exactly 10 minutes so you see it's less than that you see the blocks are coming in slower if it's higher than that you see they're coming in faster And I've been staring at this for the last month, month plus, as I've been working on it. And I've seen it go as high as like 195. I've seen it go as low as like 117. It's a really interesting little number to watch to kind of see how those miners doing. How is block production happening on the chain and uh, kind of quantify it in a different way.
3: That's man. It's fucking love it. Wait, before before we go on the TC, uh, where, where are you scrubbing all the information from? Where are you getting all the data from?
2: That's a great question. Currently, oh, we just hit another block. Here we go. You're about to see it. Boom. Uh, sorry, I like the animation. I put a new little <laughs> new block animation in here. Um, so currently, the, um, the data is coming from mempool space. They have a WebSocket API that I connect to, and I'm feeding uh, the chain data from them. But I am in the middle right now of working out a self-hosted version of the time chain calendar that you're going to be able to run off your own node. So you're going to be able to see this interface, but the data will be coming directly from your node. That is the next big release that's coming. So that's coming soon. Um, You know, one other thing I want to mention, just since we saw that new block animation, you can also turn on sounds. If you click settings, there's a little sounds tab in the settings window, and you can actually turn on, um a choice of five different sounds when it makes a new block it'll actually make that audible sound so you can have that going in the background and kind of hear uh a little um like a water drop or a, a bell sound or you know the, the the audible representation of the new block getting hit um i see someone in the the comments saying where is this this is timechaincalendar.com this is a web app you can get it on any device on the web timechaincalendar.com. If you pull it up on a mobile device, you can install it as a PWA. You just do the add to home screen thing and you get a little app icon on your on your phone and you can launch it right from there.
3: Um, yeah, that's the business. Love it. And uh, I do see there there's fees here, so you don't even have to go to uh, Mempool anymore. I can just keep this on Uh, My computer now, because I always check mempool.space. But if you're pulling the same info, at least we get nice little ASMR and and some visuals on this. Absolutely killing it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I used to actually show more fine grained uh, fees, but I found over time, all I care about is what's the most expensive fee and what's the fee that I can just put through. And I know I'm not going to get purged. So I've simplified this down to just say priority at any time. And you see that purge level and you see, you know, how many transactions and the block depth and the other important aspects of what's going on on mempool. So trying to, you know, that's another aspect of this. Um, I know people get a little overwhelmed with it the first time they see it, but I've actually tried to like, keep it to a minimum amount of information so you can see what the hell's going on, on this crazy Bitcoin network at any time. Man,
1: it's, uh, it's fucking awesome. Love it, dude. Love your proof of work. Keep it up. Keep it going. This is a big contribution to the community. And uh, wait,
3: wait, one more question, Nico, one more question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, what's, uh, what's the future roadmap for this TC?
2: Well, the, uh, The web app is just gonna continue to evolve, add new features. I literally launched a half-baked feature last night, which is the little alarm bell that you see on the left. You can set an alarm where you can put in a future block. Um, You can set it by the block number, or you can set it by the um, number of blocks in the future. And when you set the alarm, uh, when that block gets hit, uh, you'll hear an alarm go off. Um, So I'm just constantly adding these little features. Um, this thing's just, it's just going to keep evolving, but I told you, I am going to do the self-hosted version on people's nodes. You can be able to run it off your own node over time. I actually hope to get even more data sources so you can get more public sources of this chain data to choose from. Um, and then we're definitely going to see a smartwatch version. Um, my interface, (laughs) people have told me that it's, you know, looks like a watch face and I agree. And, uh, that is absolutely coming up. I'm actually trying to get that done by later this year um maybe about september november so that's the roadmap currently um we're gonna we're gonna just keep plugging away and um yeah timechaincalendar.com let's go
3: love it bro
1: awesome all right let's hit the meme review we got a lot of memes to review let's check it out
2: the daily meme review
1: Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Join their telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks.
3: <laughs> you guys are killing me in the chat. Anyways, anyways, this is the meme review. Will you tag us in memes on Twitter at Simply Bitcoin TV, or you can tag my personal account at OptimusFields on Twitter, or drop the tweets in our Telegram group, t.me slash SimplyBitcoin. Make sure you give me the Twitter link so I can give people credit. That's that's what we want to do. is highlight the memers out there. Anyways, you already know the deal. Tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war. As you can tell, not everyone understands the nature of of this information war. A lot of people know the problem, but few understand the solution. So, you know, get better at orange pilling out there. Yes, memes are part of our arsenals, but have these conversations with people and and, and stop being so insufferable is my one ask, my one call to action. <laughs> Give people reasons to want and like Bitcoin. This is the way. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat. Once we get done with this and we will cover them live. Okay. This first meme is by at eggplant Elon on Twitter. And he just goes, good morning. And I didn't know we were going to be covering Joe Rogan at the beginning of the show. When I, when I covered, these memes but perfect perfect meme for that and we got the Batman and Robin meme here where Batman's slapping Robin and Robin goes CBDC and digital ID are so convenient and Batman slaps him and goes it's a social credit system dickhead <laughs> good morning okay this next one shouts out to Kim he's in the chat uh I didn't bring up the other thing that you tagged me in but apparently his bank is uh I don't know if, if, if canceling him is the right word, but they are being very cautious and, and they're, you know, filtering some transactions here. And Kim goes, your bank is going to start closing the exits. Watch out. Hashtag Bitcoin. And obviously this is a the theme we cover here on the show constantly whether it's from corporate press, whether it's from popular culture, whether it is us Bitcoiners ranting, we know the game. They want a central bank digital control mechanism, AKA the CBDC system, whether it's private or coming from the federal level, they are doing their best to make sure we are tagged and bagged. Anyways, Kim Gage goes, uh, there's a picture here of Kermit, the frog looking amazed. And he goes, when your bank says that they are going to limit transactions, of crypto Exchanges to protect you from scams and fraud. MFR, what about the fiat Ponzi scheme the bank has been running for a hundred years? Are you going to protect me from that?
0: This is all we want.
3: I just want a money that doesn't steal from me. I understand the mechanisms of banking, and it is the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. But hey, you know, citizen, they're here to protect you, and this is why you should stay away from Bitcoin because of checks notes, money launderers, and criminals make this make sense anyways this next meme is by the btc therapist and he goes easiest two years of my life uh you know sweat emoji concerned okay i forget what it is. it's like the anime like you know Anyways, hashtag BTC and it goes them. How's your Bitcoin doing? And it goes me after the bear market. And it's a guy in a full body cast in a wheelchair, but he thumbs up and he's got a balloon and he's got the Bitcoin logo behind him. He goes, "I've never been better. Never been better. This has been the best bear market of my life. I got the stack sats <laughs> All right, this next meme is by Maxi's Club, and he goes four eighty three expectations. And we got some bitcoiners here, and we got some normies here, and it looks like a teacher, or maybe a parent. No, this is a parent. Yeah, it's a parent. This is a this is your girlfriend's parents. And this is the first time you're meeting them and you're walking into their house. And, and she's super happy that she's introducing you to her father. And the father goes, so where do you see yourself in five years? And the Bitcoiner goes in his head in the mental bubble. One Bitcoin equals $1 million. But uh, he just says working. You know, I'm, I'm a, I just continue working. Continue being a normal, productive member of society. But we all know it's going to the moon. Hold on. Rocket ship, get on board. <laughs> okay, this next meme is by Having Party MF, and it goes, Bitcoin shows you the truth. And we got the classic butterfly meme where he's like, Is this? And he goes, Before understanding Bitcoin, and the butterfly is the Bitcoin logo, and he goes, Wait, is this a scam? And then after understanding Bitcoin, he's got laser eyes, and the butterfly is almost everything else. Wait, is everything but Bitcoin the scam? Hold up, this is not what they told me. She should really be like that sometimes. Anyways, this next meme is by Thomas Farrer. And he goes, the time has come. And the Fed. Hashtag Bitcoin. And we just got the Federal Reserve logo here. And it goes, I cause inflation and it's a circle. And it goes the next arrow. It points to I raise interest rates and then I make people lose jobs, homes and livelihoods. So then I lower interest rates and I continue to cause inflation. What is the Federal Reserve doing? It's almost like it's from design. It's almost like. It's not federal and has no reserves, and it's the biggest Ponzi in the world. Anyways, the next meme is by the Ghost of Becca. Shouts out to Bitcoin, Becca. She's in the chat. How you doing? I hope your breakfast is doing well and, and super delicious. She says she's at breakfast right now watching the meme review because this is the way. Anyways, Ghost of Becca goes, another day closer to death. <laughs> Hashtag fiat. And we got the Grim Reaper here, and the Grim Reaper is the Bitcoin logo or the Bitcoin network. And it is in, what's the – What are those things called? The scoopy, the claw things where you win prizes. Well, it's the Bitcoin logo winning the prize of fiat currency's ultimate death. Metaphorical death, metaphorical death. Okay. Okay. Drop your meme review score in the chat over there on the other side of everyone. And we will cover your meme review scores live on the chat. Anyway, my meme review score is, you're going to like this one, Nika. I think you're going to like this one. Is my little cactus that I have in my in my bathroom. Look at it, okay. it's so beautiful. Whoa, it's look at, at that. Wait, look, it might be green. I don't know. Green screen so, likes sophistication, sophistication. Hey, cactus dude, I got some class. I'm gonna give it
1: this deck of cards. Ooh, Monarchs. what is that? I
3: don't know. It's, it's like
1: a fancy deck. Is it of normal cards? cards? Yeah, game cards. Like normal, game cards, yeah. Anyways, TC, what do you give those memes?
2: Well, I mean, I I noticed you guys grab what's handy. I, I got um I got some uh, fud dice here. I got oh. a um a little buy bitcoin stamp that you can use to stamp your fiat That's a good notes. Score. And I also got a crypto cloaks grenade, a bitcoin grenade. Oh, uh, and okay. so I'm lobbing all that stuff at the memes, fire memes today.
3: <laughs> Let's um, go. Big everyone, big
2: everyone these
3: memes speak the truth and hey goober. Yeah, I've never been better. Uh- <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we got some scores in here. All right. Let's do it. First one by Steve
1: Dre. Um, mean score. One Joe Rogan podcast. Not about not landing on the moon. Freaking <laughs> nitwit. All right. All right. Um, Opti Fields. Yum. I like the taste of spicy people. Mm, i <laughs> Opti is forbidden from any Kate friends except for the one, (laughs) Insufferable Kate, who introduced him to Chrissy. Yeah. A good score. Wrecking my life.
3: Wrecking my life.
1: Good score. Next one by Ranmore. Score, Lightning Fire. Okay. All right. Uh, Next one by Q Stone. Dirty Brown, Sugar, Babati. Okay. Very good. Very good. Elaine, Rogan catches today's show. Simply convinced. Messages Nico and Opti to (laughs) get uh, opti chrissy opti chrissy utxo i give the memes a bengal rabbit hole okay very very nice everyone's gonna soon everyone's gonna have a bengal (laughs) bitcoin becca i give memes my entire stolen meme collection by the way it is confirmed becca makes amazing sandwiches i can confirm that black sand uh 76 uh quote Show me the money, money, money. Um, narwhal tacos. I give the memes an insufferable bengal tiger. <laughs> oh man, Satwise janks. I give the memes five, five, just Jenks-wise, five, just five. Okay, okay, Igor. I give the memes a Ro- Joe Rogan heckle. I don't even, I'm trying to think what that sounds like. All right, King this Gage. might be the best
3: score. This One is how mon- you
1: get Joe Rogan's attention. <laughs> One monkey on DMT. That's hilarious. <laughs> we don't advocate for that, but that is funny, I guess. Um, Mr. Link129, meme score, staying solvent is key. Shout out to Bikingo. Yeah, Bikingo, man. Bikingo stepping it up, making bets with Adam Back. Absolute legend. All right, Opti, I think we have run out of time. Yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't run out of memes. It's buzzer. It's always the buzzer. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. If you enjoyed the show, smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. I'm your host, Nico. my co host, Optimus Fields. And I want to thank our very special guest uh fellow bitcoiner and definitely contributing this awesome proof of work um shout out to tc of timechaincalendar.com thanks for joining us today brother hey thank you so much for having me it's a whole lot of fun can't wait to come back again appreciate you appreciate you dude guys check out tc's project it's freaking awesome uh some of the some of the best graphics covering you know the block height the price all of that good stuff it's just, I love the design and the way he approached it. It's very, very unique. It's very, very cool. Check it out, timechaincalendar.com. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. I already said that. Smash the like button. Hey, can't, can't hurt saying it twice. If you guys want to join us on the after party, we are holding it down until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin, best place to build your Bitcoin stack. So definitely join the Twitter spaces if you guys want to hang out and chat chat with Opti and I. And TC is going to be there Today as well. So until uh, until hope to see you guys that there. But if not, we will see you tomorrow. Another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. And of course, we appreciate the entire audience on Rumble. You guys, uh, you guys are holding it down. Uh, you guys are holding it down. Uh, and uh, I think we had like forty people on the on the the on the Rumble live stream today. So. Guys, make sure to subscribe to us on Rumble. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, guys.
3: <laughs> oh, man. What a show. Oh, you guys are killing me in the in the meme review score. You, you guys are savages. You- <laughs> All right, guys. You already know the deal. This is... The Simply Bitcoin Spaces, a Bitcoin Spaces by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. So come up here. Let's talk about this stuff. Actually, I'm sure there will be a lot of opinions on whether Joe Rogan should be talking about Bitcoin more on his podcast. I would like to hash this idea out in here on Spaces because.